You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to an edition of Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, September 8th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or Just Baseball, to which I am a staff writer for. Or maybe if pop culture by any chance is more down your avenue, which it might be, especially with how the Padres have been playing for the last month plus, uh, you could check out my work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Bloody Disgusting, Film Cred, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And if you're watching the YouTube version, you can see it in the corner right here, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll try and get back to you and even get back to you here on the show. For today's episode, guys, firstly, I must tell you that we are brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On Rooms. For today's episode, guys, we are recapping last night's, what's the word, fairly, uh, uh, it, it, it wasn't quite tumultuous, tumultuous, I want to say is the right word. But it was a very just life-sapping loss, I guess, in a lot of different ways. And we're going to break that down. We're going to talk a little bit about how I I am wondering exactly where this team goes uh, from here on out and how kind of we we should view the offseason and whatnot, despite the fact that there is still a wildcard race going on. And then... Going to be talking a little bit about the Athletics Power Rankings. They do weekly kind of power rankings and just talking about where they rank the Padres and a little bit about teams that are ranked ahead of them. So, yeah, let's get right into it, guys. Starting with the score. You got to know the score. The Padres lost by a score of four to nothing. And you might be thinking, oh, boy, who who did us in this time? Well, it certainly wasn't Blake Snell. I'll tell you that much. All right. I'll tell you that much. Blake Snell in this game goes seven innings, giving up uh Two earned runs on one hit, walking two and striking out 11 uh, more into his performance. Another great performance from Blake Snell. What cannot, what, what can't the man do basically over the last month? Ever since August 8th, heck, I'll even throw in the August 3rd start when he went five innings, gave up one earned run on six hits against the A's. But let's throw that out one for a second. Arizona, no runs, 13 Ks. Arizona again. Two runs, six Ks over five innings. And then Philly, he goes three runs, nine Ks. And then this is where the madness really started kicking in for Blake Snell. Against the Dodgers, only giving up one earned run on three hits. Famously over seven two-thirds inning, the Will Smith home run that led to the 16-inning disaster fest. Uh, Ten strikeouts in that game. Then against the Diamondbacks, no hits, seven innings, two walks, and 10 Ks. He did not go the full game because he was already pretty deep in the pitch count. And then last night, seven innings, two earned runs on one hit, walking to strike out 11. It was a kind of infield, you know, just scrapes right through the infield for a hit, and it allows two runs to score, unfortunately, granted because of the speed. Joe Adele, kind of the hero of the game for the Angels. But really the story of this is the fact that Blake Snell basically had a perfect game heading into that inning. Right. He basically has a perfect game. Then he walks a couple guys and then he gives up the big hit to Joe Adele. Um, look, 
I, I just, I don't even know what this team anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know where to start with this team anymore because this team, every time you start to believe in them, every single time you start to believe in this team, man, they just, they just suck the, like I said, it's a life sapping team. Uh, the Padres just refuse to support uh, Blake Snow with run support. Uh, I don't know what, what is going on here. But I, I kind of do, I guess you could say. But basically in this game, you know, like I said, Blake Snell was great. And specifically, I actually loved how his fastball looked. He threw the curveball just a tad bit more times than usual. 16 curveballs on the night. Uh, and they looked pretty fine. Very loopy curveball that he has. Uh, and he got 11 whiffs on his slider. His slider was looking very, very nice. Fastball was getting the job done, but the slider was wiping guys out. They could not hit it. I don't care if it's the Angels lineup. The bottom line is this. Blake Snell has been one of the better pitchers in all of baseball for the last month plus as i just illustrated before with his previous starts and kind of the hit totals and all that um but the padres aren't taking advantage of it uh in this game if you're wondering oh was it was it otani did we, did we get done in by otani did he did he have a good start no it was a, a fellow by the name of packy naughton who i had never really heard of before this he goes five innings doesn't give up a single run only two hits walks two strikes out five in fact in fact, ladies and gentlemen, the Padres only had four hits in the game total. Uh, by the time Blake Snell had gotten taken out of the game, uh, the Padres only had three hits too. So they just not supporting them whatsoever. And you might be thinking, was it? did Hosmer have a bad game? No, we can't even blame Hosmer for this one. I know it's fun to blame Eric Hosmer, but as I talked about on yesterday's episode, which by the way, my apologies uh, for the YouTube version for some reason not being able to go up. It was up for a little bit until someone pointed out to me in the comment section and whatnot that there was no audio, and then I checked that out. There was no audio for some reason. So hopefully as I'm recording this right now, it turns out pretty good. I don't know why that was. I don't know. I used Restream, and it was just rough. So my fault about that, guys. My apologies. Hopefully it won't ever happen again. But um, as I was saying, uh, just in yesterday's episode talking about how like, yes, Eric Hosmer has been a disaster and he's been one of the main culprits of this team. One of the biggest blemishes on this team that they have to figure out in the future, but he has not been the only reason that this team has been bad Um, to not use statistical evidence, basically to just talk about it from a more esoteric, I guess, uh, sort of, if that's the right word uh, standpoint, every single time the Padres have someone who's starting to step up, another guy doesn't just regress. They become elite bad that was a weird way to phrase it. They become extremely bad. Uh, so every time, you know, Blake Snell becomes amazing. Well, guess what? You don't have you Darvish anymore. You Darvish is got this back tightness and all that stuff, or he's just been bad ever since sticky stuff cracked down an, an ERA above seven. in I think it was June. And then an ERA uh, above six in August, he has been a disaster. And it's like, you know, if he just was average, that's all we're asking for. I understand that maybe he was pitching above his head and all that, but now it's like, you know, you got him for another year. He's older. He's around 34 years old right now. It's like, is Darvish just going to be damaged goods? Is he going to be just not worth anything right now? That's what, what kind of situation we're in. And then when you look at the hitters, don't get me started. Jake Cronenworth, yes, he had the nice walk-off and whatnot, but he had gotten cold for a while. Trent Grisham is a guy that I never really – expect too much from anymore i granted he wasn't in the game neither was adam frazier by the way who's been the biggest disaster must i talk about him no but then you know tommy fam in this game he does draw a walk but he strikes out uh jake cronworth i was roasting a little bit before but he doesn't go two for four in this game uh may machado goes one for three with a walk and a strikeout tatis going over it was just and, and hassan kim by the way there was an early on sequence in the game where tatis you know how like in the cartoons when they swing 
and then their whole body does like a cyclone spin. Like Hassan Kim completely whiffs on an inside pitch to the point where like I was convinced he was gonna like literally spin around in a circle. Hassan Kim, an electric defensive wizard, master of the wizard arts of defending. Uh, but when it comes to hitting OPS of around like 600 right now, he is awful. All they need is like a 90 WRC plus for him. Just be a little bit worse. That's my big thing. There is nobody on the Padres who could just be average, right? It's either your Fernando Tatis Jr. early on in the year when he was hitting 14 home runs a game against the Astros or your Tommy Pham who can't get a hit to save his life with runners in scoring position or runners on base in any sort of way. Yes, his walk rate still isn't that bad, but it doesn't matter if you're not getting any sort of hit whatsoever. It is extraordinarily frustrating to watch this team. And last night was was a great example. Um, we're losing to guys, guys named Packy, no offense, and this is another subpar team. Another subpar team. But before we break it down even further, guys, I want to talk to you about something that is actually pretty, pretty cool. It is Green Room, the Spotify Green Room, the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for the Lockdown Padres once a week. And that means you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to or watch every day. And it's a great place to go because I love how easily accessible the app is. You just download the app, join a room, talk into the phone. It's as simple as that, guys. Be sure to join me this week. I'm probably going to do one on Saturday yet again because Saturday's been just good vibes lately. I don't know. So probably it's for Saturday's game, uh, which is, if I'm not mistaken, let me check the schedule right here. This is what happens. You got to see. Saturday is at 9, 10 p.m. I definitely will try to do it then because Sunday I'll be watching some football uh, on the side with my friends as I watch the Padres game too. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not totally skipping out, but that's what I'll be doing. So Saturday, 9, 10 p.m. Eastern time uh, or what is that? 6 p.m. Pacific, whatever. Uh, so be sure to tune in, guys. Download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me on there at Javier Reyes, J A V I E R R E Y E S. And you'll know when my room goes live. It'll send you a little not- notification. See you there. Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Now, guys, did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? It is, but I mean, I know it isn't even that surprising, to be honest with you. The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lives, not to mention experts who have more tools and most importantly, more time. You don't stand a chance. But with Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Your name, your stakes, winner takes all. No one else does that. Uh, with that total control, it's great. Stat Hero's DFS the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Uh, go to stathero.com slash locked on, guys. Really, really cool stuff over there. And let's continue. Let's continue talking, ladies and gentlemen. Let's continue talking. I want to kind of <clears throat> leapfrog off of uh, the latest athletic power rankings. All right. Shouts to The Athletic. Really good site. I, I enjoy it very much for my content and stuff by James Fegan and Nick Roke. Uh, the latest, they just did them on Monday. They always do their power rankings. And if you guys are wondering, where do they put the Padres, right? At this point, they currently put them 13th. That's right. 13th in the league, which... I mean, for a lot of people, in fairness, it doesn't sound that bad. You know what I mean? People who aren't necessarily following 
the Padres culture aren't as ingrained in it as uh, you guys are and myself might say, I mean, you could be worse. That means you're like a, a fledgling kind of playoff team. But given all the expectations for the team this year, it's really been they should be a lot higher. They should be at minimum in the top 10. And they're not. And I don't disagree with this. The teams that they have ahead of them, the Cincinnati Reds, the Toronto Blue Jays. I know you guys might be thinking, well, the Blue Jays, they're bullpens. Yeah, the Blue Jays are better. The Oakland Athletics, the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, despite the fact that the Atlanta Braves have had every single thing go against them. Every single thing. They have Ozzie Albies getting carted off. They had Ronald Acuna's torn ACL, Marcel Uzuna's off the field uh, issues. And then Max Freed being a little bit of a, a, a um, what's the word? He's kind of regressed this year. And Mike Soroka uh, just suffering a huge setback after coming back from his injury. So he's not available. Charlie Morton not being the same. Freddie Freeman being bad for the first month plus of the season. It's just kind of like they still are in it. And they're a top 10 team. And I agree with it. I actually think that I might maybe rank the A's ahead of them just because I like their, their, um, just the totality of their team. And then you got the Yankees, the Red Sox ahead of them. The Yankees are at seven now. White Sox, six. Astros, five. Brewers, four. Tampa Bay Rays, three. The San Francisco Giants, two. And the Dodgers, one. I actually think that the uh, Giants should be ranked first just because I think that that team top to bottom. And that's actually not true. I mean, top to bottom, the Dodgers are better. But I do think that the Giants have a little bit of advantage when it comes to bullpen, even if they don't necessarily have the same amount of star power that the Dodgers obviously have. So you might be saying to yourself, well, in fairness, the Pirates, part of the reason that's a little bit disappointing this year is because of the unbelievable play by the Giants. We thought this was going to be more of a two-team race. And it turns out the literal two other best teams in baseball are in our division, which is just cosmic, classic San Diego bad luck. Some of you longtime listeners must be saying, how do you know what it's like, man? Well, San Diego Chargers growing up. So trust me, I can relate. And Clippers fandom to an extent that I've been a, a team that I follow because of Chris Paul for any of my uh, NBA heads that are listening or watching. Um, so like, I know what it's like to just feel like the universe is just stacked against you. And that's what happens here. You think you're going up against the Dodgers? Just kidding. The Giants are going to be genuinely break through all the moles that we know about baseball and they're going to come through with Brandon Crawford figuring out to hit the how to hit the ball hard uh and you know for home run power and slugging more than he ever has in his life at age 34 Buster Posey back even Longoria back Darren Ruff after spending a year in the KBO he's Babe Ruth apparently Kevin Gosman being amazing Logan Webb being amazing it's just all across the board and while I do respect the heck out of the Giants team I do not have nearly as much of a fervent hatred for them as i do the dodgers uh it is a little bit frustrating but i agree with the placement here i actually think you can make an argument that the padres should be back uh but i i mean when you look at the teams that are behind them the seattle Mariners, the philadelphia phillies st louis cardinals it's not like one of those teams is clearly better the seattle mariners still have a negative run differential uh, amongst teams in baseball right now i think it's actually let me see if I can get a quick update on that here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but they, they do have a negative one. I know that. Uh, and it's really funny watching that team with like Kyle Seeger, just like hitting home runs for them. Uh, just kind of blowing up. Yeah. Minus 56 run differential, but they somehow have an equal record to the A's who have a plus 53 uh, run differential, which is just, like I said, absolutely wild, but really to sum it all up, I agree with these power rankings, but let's just kind of break them down a little bit more. I guess is the way to uh, say it, right? They mentioned in here that basically, uh, you know, the walk-off, which was very nice, but the team's 
you know, the biggest issue with the team right now is that the Reds are probably not going to give any ground to them because the Reds have such an easier schedule than the Padres. Not only do the Padres have a hard schedule, but their main competitor, the Reds, have one of the hardest schedules. And I just, like, I don't know what more to say, man. And and I will say one good thing for you guys to look forward to uh, with Mr. Colby Olson. Uh, of just baseball he will be my guest on friday show where we break down blake snell and a bunch of starting we get super nerdy about blake snell and all that stuff so that's something to look forward to friday but in terms of from this team not much to look forward to i'm wondering you know people keep talking about has jace singler lost the locker room and i'm sorry if i've been a little bit discombobulated in today's episode because today's episode i am just ranting and i'm just going so without like if you guys don't mind let's just let me keep going because because at the same time, what's also so frustrating is it's not like we can all just give up because they're still in the wild card race. You know what I mean? Like it's not inconceivable that the Padres make the wild card spot. It's just that when you have the 16 games left against all these great teams, the Dodgers and Giants, you just, the losses to teams like the Angels, they hurt so, so, so much more. This isn't just a simple case of, well, don't worry, there's a month left. Sure. We could be playing the last uh, series of the year, could be against the Giants, and then that might determine if we make the playoffs or not. It's possible, but I'm really starting to wonder. It's just you can't blame one specific thing, right? You can't blame A.J. Preller only. You can't blame Jace Tingler only. You can't blame Adam Frazier or Eric Hosmer only. It is a total team collapse, and I remember – seeing a bunch of people talk about this. I think I tweeted about this myself, uh, that this is so eerily reminiscent of the 2010 collapse that the Padres had, in which it involved the Giants as well, uh, in which they lost the division lead and the Giants end up getting that division, then going on to the great you know, success that they would have for basically the next better half of the last decade. Um, it's just success that they have. And instead, we're a mess. We're sitting here with, you know, just, just, I can't even think of a phrase right now that I usually can think of. Guys, I am a mess. I am sorry. I just, this team's really bad, man. They're really, really, really bad for what they should be. And before we talk about kind of my perspective on the future and what this offseason might look like, if the Padres miss the playoffs, just my quick thoughts on that, guys. Let me talk to you about something that is genuinely, it just brought the light back into my eyes just thinking about it. They are the best protein bars in all of the land guys i am talking about built bars they have great variety of flavors on top of being soft and easy to chew covered in 100 chocolate they have all sorts of flavors from double chocolate to mint brownie cherry barcia cookies and cream grasshopper cookie rocky road german chocolate they have everything they have everything you can need and i imagine with the fall season coming in they're gonna have all sorts of new flavors as well like pumpkin spice or what have you should be a lot of fun over there but on top of that, of course, like I said, they're protein bars, so they are healthy for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. So what are you waiting for, guys? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And now, guys, speaking of, you know, I guess entertainment you know, we're in the sports world, right? But maybe you want to keep track of movies as well as the sports, right? Well, today I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? 
There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Remember, directtv.com, guys, so check out DirecTV Stream. All right. We're in the home stretch now of this here deadly podcast. I'm staying up late to get this bad boy out. Oh, man, oh, man. Man, oh, man, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and man, oh, man. So the way I see it with the Padres right now in terms of their offseason the one hope that should be brought up is this. They still have a decent amount of prospects that are at least worth something. Uh, that, what I should say is maybe not a decent amount. That's a wrong way to phrase it. The right way to phrase it is that they still have a lot of their big top value prospects. Mackenzie Gore, I did retweet this onto the timeline from good friend of the pot, Aram Layton. He also hosts Lockdown Marlins, founder of Just Baseball. He's really great. But um, he basically tweeted how you know, or Mackenzie Gore looked awful to begin his last, uh, his first like triple A start, I should say in a while, he was really, really, uh, not great in the first inning. He gives up, I believe it is three runs. Let me just pull it up really quickly. Uh, as I'm trying to do all this, blah, blah, blah. Yes. He walked three and then gave up three earned runs in his first inning, 30 pitches, 15 strikes, but then he settled in fastball slider and change up all showed flashes of the gore that we were kind of used to with four plus pitches, seven straight retired, four scoreless innings since that Rocky first fastball got up to 96 miles per hour. He looked a whole, whole, whole lot better. So that's still exciting. And granted, I understand that Mackenzie Gore might not be the superstar prospect that we thought would help us immediately, but nonetheless, he still got value for sure. What we should do with that value, whether we should wait for him to come up or trade him, that's left to be decided, right? But I would say that the whole idea of a bust Way too early, in my opinion, to decide that. You still have C.J. Abrams. You still have Luis Campizano. C.J. Abrams, by the way, who's going to be a unanimous top 10 prospect in baseball. Then you have Robert Hassel, who's probably going to climb through the rankings as time goes on, even if his ceiling isn't as high as other players. And then you have Luis Campizano, who's a really exciting hitting prospect when it comes to the catcher position. So you still have stuff. You also have Mike Clevenger coming back next year. Some people, and we're going to talk about this later on, uh, maybe not. Maybe if not this week, we're going to talk about it next week as former Padres and stuff. Uh, you know, Cal Quantrill doing really well and all that stuff. You know, unfortunately, guys like Ty France doing really well, who we also traded. Um, and he looked good last year too, man. Like, it, it was just a feeling thing. I was like, man, if this team wasn't so crowded, if not for the emergence of Jake Cronenworth, Ty France wasn't too bad. And he's actually a really underrated player, uh, player over there in Seattle. Um you know, if Mike Clevenger was healthy, losing guys like Cal Quantrill and Ty France and heck, even Austin Hedges, who's been at least a valuable piece for, for some people. He's been a little bit more valuable than Victor Caratini, unfortunately. My Puerto Rican uh, bud, uh, Victor Caratini, who I, of course, want to root for. But he's been a little bit more valuable, uh, I think, anyway, in some some respect. But Austin is still pretty solid. Um, but anyway, not to go too much on a tangent. So those are kind of the, the good the, – that's the good news, right? The bad news is that – Oh my God. Mm-mm. The bad news is that I'm starting to think that we need to actually genuinely start looking at AJ Preller, not in a way of like, he's a fraud and he stinks and he messed up and he's a disaster needs to be fired. Not like the extreme reactions, but we have to at least start preparing our notes, I guess is the way to say it. Preparing our notes, preparing our kind of little bullet points, our research for whether or not, the 2020 season, which it really was one of the most lit teams I've ever watched in my life, even back when I was a four-year-old lad who didn't know anything about life, enjoying the heck out of the Yankees and Derek Jeter and all those guys. Um, it was like the most lit team I've ever seen in my life. It is possible. 
that the Padres should not have bought as aggressively as they did coming off a 2020 season that saw Will Myers slug 600. It also saw the emergence of Jay Cronenworth, which turned out to be legitimate. And then it also saw Eric Hosmer increase his launch angle higher than it ever been in his career, even if it was just 38 games and expecting, whoa, I mean, yeah, maybe he won't have an incredible walk rate, but if he's going to hit bombs like that and he's just going to hit home runs, I don't care what his on base is. That's still useful. Instead, that has not happened. And while Will Myers has been a slightly above average player, he's been okay for this team, certainly. And considering that his contract is up after the end of next year, that's not too big of a deal. Um, Eric Hosmer has been a disaster. And Trent Grisham, who I kind of infamously predicted would finish top 10 in MVP voting. Whatever. Sue me. I want to have a unique uh, breakout. You know, bold. There were bold predictions for a reason, guys. Um, But Trent Grisham, I mean, this year, he has just not improved. He's the same guy. He he kind of makes you a little bit annoyed when you watch him in the batter's box. You're like, dang, like he swings through a lot of pitches sometimes. And it's just like I said, it's just it's just really frustrating. Like just looking at his his numbers this year, 253 batting average, 343 on base last year in 59 games. He had a 251 batting average, 352 on base percentage. If you're wondering about the slugging numbers, they're also pretty much the same. Um, he's also another guy that was stealing a whole lot of bases. That's another thing that should be brought up with this team. This team was outpacing the league in stolen bases by like a million. And now they're too scared, I feel, to steal bases because they are so rarely getting guys on base. You know what I mean? Consistently. Uh, so it's not happening anymore. I, I swear like nine of those 10 steals from Trent Grisham probably came in the first half. Jake Cronenworth was even running around. Will Myers was running around. Tommy Pham certainly was running around for most of the season. But since guys aren't getting on base and there's not a lot of home run power going on right now either, they just that that's one of the reasons I, it feels like they've let up. And if you just want to look at some of their their stats as a whole this year, I mean, batting average 11th on base percentage, eighth in the league runs 12th. Home runs and slugging is the key part here, guys. 20th in home runs. They were called Slam Diego, and now they are absolutely not Slam Diego. 20th in home runs this year. Slugging percentage at 17th. Uh, you know, their their pitching has been okay in the grand scheme of things, but despite the fact that their bullpen was so shut down in the first half, now it's regressed. And it stinks because, oh my God, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but that's the thing. Every single time someone steps up, Another part of the team steps back dramatically. They have like the 18th highest ERA or whatever. I'm pretty sure among bullpens in Major League Baseball, like the like the one of the worst in the league. It's it's really, really bad, guys. It's really bad and it never shows. There's never a sign. And one of the things I talked about when they traded for Adam Frazier was his BABIP was a little bit high. His hard hit rate, more importantly than the BABIP, because he was batting like, you know, 313 so of course the BABIP would be around 340 because that has to happen for you to be um have that high of a batting average but the bigger thing was the hard hit rate everything everything was the same as Adam Frazier's career an average major league player and then they bought in on him they didn't buy him like crazy but they bring him in and now he's been a disaster he doesn't even play consistently uh he's just a mess there's a point in which the Padres pinch hit twice for both um Eric Hosmer and Adam Frazier, and that didn't result in anything, of course. It's just and, – and the other thing about the Adam Frazier trade was just kind of like they didn't need a batting average guy. They didn't even need an on-base guy, which is weird to say for the Padres because except with the exception of this year and the year before, the last like five seasons, they ranked dead last in on-base percentage in like 29th one season, 29th or 28th. Uh, so like I get it 
the idea that it's weird to be saying that the Padres don't need on-base skills, but it's true. They needed a home run hitter. I wonder if Joey Gallo, now I know he hasn't been great for the Yankees, but I'm wondering if they just kind of panicked after not getting Joey Gallo and they're like, I don't know what to do. My response to that is kind of like, can it go out and get Robbie Grossman? A guy that I've mentioned on this show a ton of times already. Like, Robbie Grossman's good. Very good player. Not an elite defender, but neither is the rest of the guys in the outfield. At this point, it's basically just Trent Grisham. Tommy Pham, by the way, making a blunder in this game as well. Uh, Tommy Pham. Kind of like the Eric Hosmer of outfield defense. He's just really bad. He looks like he's 60 years old when he's in the outfield. But when he's batting, he doesn't really look like that, actually. You know what I mean? Like, especially when he, the way he swings the bat sometimes, even though it's not working. It's just, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. And I'm wondering if this keeps up and the Padres don't make the playoffs, which is looking very likely, by the way. It's looking very likely. I'm not going to shut the door because... They could go sicko mode, like I said, and then something could happen to the Reds. It's just, it's not like we're down by five games. It is like a one game split and it could change by tomorrow, right? So I can't officially eliminate them. But if they don't make the playoffs and you look at how much of a collapse they had in the second half, how little they did at the trade deadline to address the team needs and falling apart, we could see some, we could see some turnover. I really do think that I still believe that Jace Tingler would get the first half of next year. A lot of people believe that, including Dennis Lynn of The Athletic, who wrote about that in one of his Q&As from a week or so ago. But uh, I could see an overhaul of the, the player development depart- uh, departments. I could I could see a lot, man. It's going to be a very interesting offseason for the Padres, and it might be an offseason where they look at themselves and say, wait a minute, maybe we're not ready to compete now. Maybe we need to wait for our prospects to get back up here and stop just buying and wheeling and dealing uh, around across the entire league because that did not really get us anywhere. Yes, you get your Joe Musgrove. Yes, you get your Trent Grisham. But even the Trent Grisham thing isn't looking as amazing as it used to. It's just a team that they look dead. They really do look dead. They look dead in the water and they don't have the fight in them. You know? They just don't, and I don't know where they're going to get it from because when guys do step up, other guys don't. Blake Snell, he's stepping up. The offense won't. Tatis and Machado, they're starting to come back around. They're trying to have big months. rest of the offense won't. You know what I mean? Every single time you think one thing goes right, another thing just doesn't. Another thing just doesn't. Before we wrap things up, guys, let me just talk to you about the Locked On Bets podcast, betting on the Padres or whoever. It doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. Guys, that's basically it for today's just complaining session. Uh, I guess you could call uh, for the Padres. Not really anything to show off when it comes to the shirts and stuff like that. Uh, like I said, just a really, really rough game. Uh, we're going to be recapping tomorrow's game, which is a little bit earlier for my sake, which is nice. 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, the Padres will be playing the Angels again. Hopefully they can split this doublehead series uh, as they head into another one against the those pesky Los Angeles Dodgers. And then this Friday, I recorded it uh, yesterday, my chat with Colby, uh, who is this analytics dude over at Just Baseball, great website where he talked about Blake Snell. We talked about pitchers and pitch usage. We talked about Hassan Kim and Mackenzie Gore as well and just the kind of general state of the Padres. It's a very, very fun chat. So look forward to that on Friday. And then me recapping things. Probably going to do... Uh, some NL MVP talk. I think it's time. I think it's time to talk about the, the Tatis' case for the NL MVP.
So that's something to look forward to at least. While the Padres may disappoint you, I promise I am at least trying. <laughs> Maybe I can't promise that. I'm trying to be as entertaining as possible during these really rough times uh, for Padres fans, guys. But with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Peño. Or um, also, send me some five servings in the Apple Podcast app. I would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, stay safe, and of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.